Greetings and happy Tuesday from all the folks here at the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am Adil Royster. This is the Out of Sight Podcast on said Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. I had a plan. I had an original plan that I was going to have somebody on this week. But Dave Early posted something at 2.30 this afternoon. And my reaction was, okay, I guess I have to change this whole damn thing up because Dave is out here throwing fire. So I got Dave on. He responded to the emergency out of sight podcast beacon. So he's here now and we're going to discuss his column that, again, he posted literally four hours ago. And we're talking about it right now. Dave Early. What's up, man? Why? Why are you what's doing going this? on? Why are you doing this to me? What? <laughs> what? What are you doing I'm, to me? I'm honored that this uh, that this put a, a monkey wrench in your day. <laughs> that's not exactly something you should be honored for. Like that's something that's something that you should be like, you know, sorry about. Maybe not sorry, but what you know what I mean. But like, I the fact that you're reveling in this, it's a little off putting to me. I'm just gonna well, throw that out there. It's always just nice to know anyone even read your stuff. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm reveling in. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dave's piece centered around the idea that all-star Ben Simmons, uh, he's he's in a little bit of a slump. And, you know, now, now we have to talk about this. Like, is he hurt? Is it like a slump? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, let's just start here with what you took from Kevin O'Connor's piece. And he, he just mentioned all of his stats over the last 11 games since the all-star break which by the way the uh, the Sixers without Embiid have gone what seven and three and we're focusing on the negatives what the hell is that yeah you'd think um but but it's like you know it I think I just heard Derek Bodner say this on one of his podcasts. He was like, we're coming at this from championship or bust. So if you're looking at it through that lens, yeah, there's some negatives to look at. Um, if you just want to pick me up, then this is a great season so far. The vibes are much more fun than last year. Uh, the team is better. They're vying for the one seed. That's all really exciting. But if you wanted to read between the lines and see, like, can this team go all the way? Then there are some questions. And one of those lately has been Ben. What's, what the heck's going on with him? So we're going to get into the playoffs later on in this podcast. We're going to discuss it. But here's my question to you. Even though Simmons hasn't been balling like he was, for example, against like the Utah Jazz or something, like, of course, you're not going to get that on like a night to night basis or like the 45 minutes that he played against the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, is there is there honestly reason for concern here? Or is this just like, you know what? It's a slump. He'll just, he'll come out of it. Whatever. Um, I would be, I would be concerned. And I think the reason is. Oh, Dave, you're killing me. <laughs> you're goddamn killing me. Smalls. The, re the reason I would be, <laughs> the reason I would be concerned is for the legitimate possibility that this is an injury situation. Oh. If, it's just a, if it's just a slump, you know, he had some words that I put in that piece after the Denver game. He was like, there's a lot going on. It is what it is. Uh, I got to get my shit together. So when you hear that, you think, okay, maybe, you know, maybe there's something going on with the team. Maybe there's something going on with the personal life. Maybe 
He's just not in his best headspace. He was talking earlier in the season about how much effort he's put into the mental side of things. Right. How, you know, he was like, and now it's, it's getting scary. He was playing great. So I don't know. Maybe something is dragging on about life during a pandemic and the regular season grind. But if we, if we had to trace it back to just the injury report, uh, sometimes that, that just explains most of it. And maybe he would have sat out one or two games if Embiid was in the lineup, but they didn't have that luxury, so he pushed something. But his numbers are just not the same. One thing that does give me pause and make me really think about it is just the vagary of it all, you know? Like how Kevin O'Connor at the ringer kind of phrase it, is something up, question mark. You hear Simmons say, oh, I have a lot going on. Like all this vagary is a little concerning to me. Like is that... Is, is that valid? Like, that makes sense? Yeah, I think if your hypothesis was he played a lot of minutes against Milwaukee, played 45 minutes in overtime, and he had to miss the very next game. Right. That was back on 320 that he missed. And, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Dude played 45 minutes. Give him a break. Good Lord. But it, but it wasn't simply a load management. It was a sore knee, the right. one he had surgery on last August fair and then it, that popped up on the injury report over the next few days um, so he would be probable or questionable with with that knee we're not seeing it anymore but it did precipitate some of his most recent poor outings I mean he's not even a net rating over his last over like a seven game sample I looked at that's for him to be a negative net rating is weird See, we, we hear what you're saying, and apparently Philly PD hears what you're saying because they're coming after you right now. That's that's New York City. <laughs> oh, that's New York City. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all all cop sirens sound the same to me. So you know what? It, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> with Simmons, and you talked about Embiid being out, Was there, is there something to be said that, you know, Ben had increased pressure put on him to kind of keep it going. So maybe where he maybe wouldn't play like 40, 45 minutes a game. Like maybe he has to now just to keep things afloat while the big man is out. Yeah. So I looked at every shot attempt he took, you know, I, oh, since that Milwaukee game mid March and you know, Embiid's not in the lineup, so you do see a lot of extra Ben plus Dwight Howard lineups, and we know those don't work. Very often, he's first of all, he's getting asked to create in the half court more than he does when Joe is around. Oh, good lord! And secondly, so he's at he's being asked to create more, uh, and he's having to do it with you know, I think more than 10 minutes per game with Dwight Howard, and you know how that goes. You watch these these highlights or lowlights of all the shots he's taking since mid-March. A lot of the times, Dwight Howard's man is guarding Ben. He's He has luxury of doing that because Dwight's not going to make you pay by spacing the floor out 25 feet. And you actually wrote another column on that idea last week on how Dwight Howard and Ben Simmons, they're just, they're just not compatible as a duo, uh, mainly because neither one of them really shoots from the outside. So it's like how, there's, there's really only one or two things that this t that tandem can do on the floor. Yeah, it was pretty predictable. I mean, Daryl Morey said, like, 
I, I see us doing some up-tempo, fast, four-out shooter lineups, but I also want Doc to have all the tools he needs for any specific matchup. So I was getting excited, like, all right, we're going to mix it up. But Doc has, to my surprise, pretty much used Dwight as the full-time backup five. And there's very few minutes in Ben's entire season where he doesn't have to share the floor with a non-stretch big. It doesn't, doesn't make his life any easier. Now, is that something that's going to be kind of a bugaboo later on down the line? We don't have that like true backup stretch five. The, the glass half full would say they're only going to, they're only going to bench and beat ideally in the playoffs for like 10 minutes, a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He probably played Brett last year said he wanted him to play like 37 minutes per game. Um, that, that just means more Mike Scott at the five. So get ready for that. <laughs> Sorry, that's just that's a not so subtle dig at the Mike Scott hive. But like, listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't I love Mike Scott. I would just love it. I would just love it more if he was playing a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> There's not a guy on the roster that Doc trusts as a stretch five. I think someone asked him about B ball Paul today and he said he's just not there yet. Whatever. More b-ball, Paul. Let's go. Yeah, you tried everything else, Doc. Like, try something else here, okay? I- I'm down, and I, so I think it could be a bugaboo. The, the glass half empty version of it would be: well, look, there's like 23 games to go, and not only do you not want to play Joel and be 48 minutes per game, you want to load manage him some nights. We got like five more back to backs, right? So they're definitely going to need to win some minutes. Um. And so I would, I would experiment. I mean, what do you really have to lose at this point? Figure out if there's a more playoff sustainable rotation than you currently have now, given a lot of information that says Ben plus Dwight lineups don't perform well. Now, Embiid is back. He played on Saturday night. And now the question is, okay, if Ben is tweaking his if his knee is tweaked in any way shape or form like what what do we do now kind of a thing like what what should be the plan going forward with these two like mb just came back simmons is uh he's a little he's a little sore at the knees so like what what should be the plan here i i don't know i mean ben will learn more as we as we watch you know maybe he'll just come out and and have a a baller game and we'll think to ourselves Maybe it was a slump. Maybe when he said I had to get my shit together, uh, you know, one of his puppies was sick or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it was a slump, you know, like that thing that every star NBA player has had at one point in his career. It's just weird with him because it's not like, he, you know, he's missing a pile of threes, which we could say, all right, they're going to start to go in. Right. He's having games where he's like only t- going one for seven against – LA without LeBron without AD that's odd a little strange and then he's got a game where he's two for 11 against Cleveland couldn't finish against Cleveland very strange and then last game he only took six shots he only scored seven points he only played 26 minutes so I don't know I I think something's up I I want to say that the the knee is probably a factor and then maybe there's something else that's a factor too and not that it's necessarily a mystery, but maybe he's got a few things swirling with Joel back in the lineup. They can buy him a, a game or two off here and there. 
and maybe that'll go a long way, hopefully. With the playoffs looming and seeding being incredibly, incredibly important to some teams, um, I'm going to ask you this. Is the one seed that, all caps, underline, bold, is it that necessary for this team? Um, I think it's more important for them than it would be for the Nets, which is weird because the Nets just never lose. Uh, Steve Nash is basically like, I'm literally going to load manage the entire regular season and be fine. <laughs> so that feels almost unfair. Um, <laughs> but the Sixers, the Sixers have only lost five games at home. And this is like without a full fan stadium at Wells. So their home court is still there. People thought maybe they won't be as pronounced this year. Um, but their home court is awesome. So I do think for them, it's pretty important. The other maybe less thought about scenario is what if the Bucks catch you and you get the three seed and then you have to go to Milwaukee in round two? That's that's rough. I'd much rather have to play like the Hornets or the Knicks in round two. I, 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 most- was, I was kind of thinking about that. And with the way the playoff tree bracket is structured, uh, it's in one half of the bracket, you have one eight versus four five at some point, and then you have mm-hmm. two seven, three six. So, in one scenario, if the Sixers are the one seed, then they would, I'm using current standings, they would take on the Celtics in round one, which I mean, it's not a cakewalk, but you know, it, it, I doubt that goes seven. Wouldn't be my favorite favorite for of all the one eight. I'd be like, oh, it's like you have, those, to, you have to get a really good team. It's like those effing guys again. Yep. Jesus. And then in round two, it would be the winner of the Atlanta Miami series, which good Lord, I, I'm I'm not that afraid of Atlanta because it's Trey Young or Bus with that team. And like if Trey Young is cold. And Ben and they have defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons on Trey Young. I'm really not worried about the Hawks at all. I'm really not. Yeah, I would really like their chances against. I don't know if the Raptors have any intents of making it, but that would be scary. The Knicks would not be scary to me. The Pacers would not be scary to me. The Hornets would not be scary to me. The Hawks, not so much, but. I mean, the, my, the teams my, that we're used to. Miami might be a little scary, but I still don't know what the hell to make of Oladipo and Jimmy Butler on the same team. Like, I have no idea what to make of that squad yet. But they didn't lose anything to bring out Oladipo. So True. if they were just the same as last year, you'd have to worry about them because they were better than the Sixers last year. And I think this is the question, right? Do you want the health going in or do you want the seeding going in? Because if the Sixers are the number one seed, they wouldn't have to see Brooklyn or Milwaukee, possibly until the Eastern Conference Finals. If they're the two seed, they're probably going to have to go through both of them. Milwaukee in round two and then Brooklyn in the ECFs. If it's an either or, I'm taking health because I can't stand this potential headline. Since drafting Ben Simmons in 2016, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have never both been fully healthy for a single playoff. Oh, like, God. That's what I, they would write. No, I, I can't do that. I you can't, I can't do, do that. that. And so, we know 
some numbskull at the at the ringer would write that and it would just it would just anger me i would just punch whatever computer screen i'm looking at yeah and you know we would have to read it or hear it on tv you know they've or never some you. or some ringer podcast or something just i don't speaking of, i don't know why i'm attacking the ringer so much on this podcast i don't know why i apologize the, the ringer it's because they always want us to trade ben yes well. they, said, they said like right at the all-star break they were like sell their sell their baseball cards they stink no no, no, stop it. Also, that I don't even want to get into that sports cards podcast that they have. Like, I have not listened to Tom Brady's just sold for like three million dollars or something. So we might as well buy some Zions right now. Uh, sure. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm not putting. Listen, I'm not. I never got on the Bitcoin train or the Dogecoin train, and like, I'm not getting into collector cards now. I'm 40 years old. That <laughs> ship has sailed for me. Okay. All right, but if I sell a Luca, a Luca one in like 20 years for a million bucks, I'm only going to give you a little bit. <laughs> Damn it! I really feel bad that I really feel stupid now. Now that you just said that, because <laughs> crap. Because you know when when Luca wins the league MVP and the Finals MVP at some point, then you know. I'm I'm just gonna feel really stupid that I said that. Uh, so it it sounds like you're kind of in the bag for just 100 health and just like whatever. Everybody's 100. Let's just go. If we got to go through Brooklyn and Milwaukee, just get to the NBA Finals. Fine, let's do it. Let's go. Just as long as we have all of our horses. Yeah, I mean, if I if, if it would had to be a binary choice, I would choose that all in, but. If you looked at it in re- in reality, there's probably a couple ways to thread the needle. Like, you know, maybe one night you do push Joe in one of these back to backs. Right. Maybe one night Ben tells you, "Hey, my knee is a little sore. I don't have my shit together." And you say, "Look, uh, we need to rest Joel tonight, so we need you to go." So you know, there might be some of those decisions that we don't even get privy to that they'll make. To even to even try to get the two seed, which would be better a lot better than the three seed. So I'm trying to figure out uh real quickly. The Sixers right now, with 22 games left, have the 18th strongest schedule remaining. And some of the toughest opponents, they have Phoenix in there. They got Brooklyn, Milwaukee twice again, the Clippers and Dallas. But then they also have games against Houston, Detroit, Orlando twice, Oklahoma City twice. Like there's a lot of room to get some of these guys like that extended rest. Like Orlando, the, <laughs> Detroit. No, everybody just take the night off. It's fine. Houston, <laughs> everybody take the night off. One game against the Thunder, everybody take the night off. Like you should be able there's still enough talent on this team where you can play Embiid Simmons and Harris for maybe like 20 minutes and just like coast the rest of the game yeah and then have to deal with Brooklyn Milwaukee twice in the Clippers and and Phoenix Dallas I don't really Dallas is good but I, I don't know if I worry about them too much you know yeah I mean there's a chance uh, Porzingis has this wrist injury. I don't know if he's fine or never fine now. Um, I, I would just like to point out that the Brooklyn Nets have the 10th hardest schedule left to go. And that's because they have, well, they're not factoring in the f- point that the Lakers do not have AD or LeBron anymore, 
but the Nets also have Milwaukee twice. They have us, they have Phoenix, but then they also have Denver too. So, And they also maybe have one of the best players in the league returning at some point. <laughs> at some point, yeah, when he's not feuding with Michael Rappaport. But anyway. Let me, uh, let me check. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. They wouldn't hang out with my dog Wheezy in the park. They oh, called God. Me <laughs> oh, um, man. So, in, 538 in, has the Sixers and Nets finishing both at 48 and 24. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I will I'll take it. Well, actually, yeah. actually, I don't know. With, with 538, based, you know what? I'm not even going to get into like election maps or anything like that. Just no. I'm just going to take the information. I'm just going to run with it. <laughs> uh, so in this podcast, I have insulted uh, The Ringer, 538, and uh, Kevin Durant slash Michael Rappaport. I feel like I should just wrap it up right there before do you I... Wanna, do you want to insult anyone else? No, it's fine. That's fine. That's totally fine. If, Mike if any, Scott went under the bus. <laughs> yeah, Mike Scott went under... I always... I, Mike Scott always goes under the bus, but like I said, it's not like I have a problem with it. It's just, I would like him to play a little bit better. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to end this podcast real quick by shouting out the uh, people at the black doctors consortium. I received my second Moderna COVID vaccine shot on Saturday and they're doing exquisite work down there for, folks that are in underserved zip codes in the city of Philadelphia, get, making sure everybody has their vaccines and testing. Uh, look them up online, uh, Black Doctors Consortium. And uh, yeah, they got dates. They got facilities for testing and vaccinations at the Lycor Center. That's where I was at on Saturday. But yeah, look them up. Uh, you have to be phase 1B eligible and you have to live in certain zip codes, but they're all on the website. So wanted to end with a little positivity how are you holding up in the changing hopefully for the better covid times i'm still holding up um i made it this far and yeah i guess every day i get a little bit more used to this weird world and i'm not ready to let myself get hopeful for for much i'm just yeah get a day at a time for now and <laughs> the second you get hopeful is the second that the universe comes back and drop kicks you right in the teeth like it was I, I have these days where i feel hopeful and then i i turn on the news and like someone is like impending doom is projected for the like, come on god can we just <laughs> so have just a little slice of happiness guys quickly turn off that news and then put on the sixers oh my goodness but uh Dave, always love having you on the podcast. Happy to hear that you're doing well and you're managing. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say load managing for a second just to keep the joke <laughs> going. But you know what? That's fine. We've beat that. We've beat that to death already on this podcast. Yeah, uh, man, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate where it. Can, uh, where can people find you on uh, the social medias and the podcast or anything else that you're doing these days? Uh, yeah, at David Early, D-A-V-I-D-E-A-R-L-Y on Twitter. I write for Liberty Ballers, and my podcast on there is called No Particular Hurry. Shout out Mark Zumoff. Fine podcast. All the podcasts on the Liberty Ballers Network are fine podcasts, so you should be yeah, listening to all nice of them. Uh, no Particular Hurry, Gastroenteritis Blues, this fine podcast. Um, yeah, it's just fabulous, fabulous work by everybody involved. So, uh, Dave, always nice talking to you. Hopefully, this Ben Simmons thing will be a whole lot of nothing. He's and not on the injury report for tomorrow. That's good. So maybe he'll drop 50 on the Celtics. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, maybe he's feeling better. Maybe he's feeling better. Maybe he sees that damn leprechaun. He's like, you know what? I'm beating the hell out of this damn leprechaun tonight. I'm tired of seeing (laughs) these guys. And Jason, is it possible? Is it possible he was load managing within lineups? Like, I'm just not going to play quite as hard today. Listen, if that's what he does, and Jason Tatum (laughs) shoots two for seventeen on Tuesday on in tonight's game. I am totally fine with it. Like, Ben, do your thing. I trust you, homie. Like, that's Yeah, that's I it. trust you, Ben. I trust you, Ben. We're fine. We're all good. You held Jason Tatum to two for 17 with, like, eight points. We're fine. We are totally fine. Dave, love having you on, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm.